Hello, and welcome to Stack Econ Bits. I'm Gio Banca, and we're here to talk about the developing countries that we are covering for class. We are here today with Carmelo covering Palestine, Crystal will be covering Ecuador, and Madison will be covering Lebanon. I will be covering Senegal, and to start off, the country is making large strides in development through its youth population and taking initiative in developing opportunities for the trade of oil from large reserves within the country. I should also add that the presidential election is coming up soon in 2024, and the candidates are causing quite a ruckus among the country. Current President Macky Sall is looking to run for his third term, which would be unconstitutional, though he does not seem to think so. Usmane Sanko is also a popular frontrunner as he has influenced a lot of the youth population and has managed to rally their support as he stands trial for charges which are thought to be instrumentalized. I'll pass it to Madison to give a brief intro on what's going on in Lebanon. My country is Lebanon, which is currently in the middle of an economic crisis that started in 2019. On February 1st, Lebanon devalued their currency 90%, setting their exchange rate at 15,000 Lebanese pounds per U.S. dollar, which was previously 1,507.5 Lebanese pounds per U.S. dollar. To make matters worse, the country has also been without a president since October of 2022 and has had a caretaker cabinet overseeing the country since. Foreign powers, including the United States, France, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and Egypt, have all put pressure on the nation to elect a president, saying that they will otherwise consider severing ties with Lebanon if they fail to do so. They also face chaos amidst daylight savings, as a decision to move the clocks back an hour or wait until Ramadan was over was not agreed upon, splitting the small country into two time zones without any true time. Carmelo, can you give a brief intro on what's going on in Palestine? So I'm covering Palestine. Currently, they're undergoing massive tensions with Israel, affecting their political and economic climates, which has tremendously impacted their development overall. Their tensions with Israel have started since Israel's settlement as a nation in 1948 and have settlement issues since. On and off wars have been happening between the two countries ever since and even now, currently on the verge of maybe another war, after the raid at the Al-Aqsa Mosque, during the Muslim holy month of Ramadan. Currently, Palestine's economic status has been in a concerning condition. Their unemployment rate hits 24%, inflation at 4.03%, which is the highest rate since the effects of the 2008 financial crisis, and they have had a widening trade deficit at 580 million U.S. dollars, so overall a very difficult situation for them. I'm going to pass it to Crystal to talk about Ecuador briefly. So I am covering Ecuador. Currently, their their economic activity is projected to stagnate with rising unemployment and falling inflation. In 2020, it was reported that Ecuador's poverty rate was reported to be 34.6%. In addition, Ecuador's economic freedom is reported to be 55.0, which ranks Ecuador's economy to be the 119th freest in the 2023 index. However, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Ecuador has endured several allegations of corruption, including judicial independence, rights of indigenous peoples, and of course, COVID-19 and corruption. Gio, can you give us a brief history on Senegal and how everything led to this? Of course. Senegal is a West African country with a current population of 16.8 million people. Senegal has endured much European influence dating back to the 1500s where countries like Portugal, England, and later on France would hold on to Senegal as a colony. Senegal gained independence in 1960 
and would be successful in the trade of groundnuts such as peanuts until an economic decline began in the 20th century due to the collapse of the African financial community. Internal fairs, high debt servicing, rising population, and countrywide unemployment have slowed the country of Senegal from growing and reaching its potential. However, measures are now being taken to improve the development and well-being of the country through new service opportunities, through trade of oil, and the formation of new jobs, such as building of a new port which plans to add thousands of jobs to the market. Madison, can you give a brief history of Lebanon and how everything led to what's going on now? Yeah, so for a reference, Lebanon is a very small country directly north of Israel with a population of approximately 6.5 million people. In 1926, France had created the Lebanese Republic, and in 1943, Lebanon had officially become an independent nation, as the French rule was weakened in its own nation with the invasion of France from Nazi Germany. In 2019, the Middle East saw a lot of political unrest with riots protesting against the governments in many of the nations, including Algeria, Iraq, Lebanon, Sudan, and Iran. Much of the protests in Lebanon came as a result of planned taxes on gasoline, tobacco, and online phone calls, but ended up also being about the liquidity crisis, high unemployment, and corruption. In October of 2019, Lebanon was officially declared to be in an economic crisis and has been in one since, with the COVID-19 pandemic and Russia-Ukraine war only worsening matters. Carmelo, can you explain Palestine's history briefly, as well as how everything led to what's going on right now? Yes, yeah, so Palestine became a nation after World War I when the Ottoman Empire fell but Britain had control over it and established a Jewish homeland there. Then, after World War II, its tensions rose as the UN split Palestine into two established nations, one being a Jewish established nation and the other being its own Arab state, which is now Palestine. Since then, tensions rose over the years on rebellions over this, and establishing borders as Palestine's borders continued to grow smaller and the country's land was shrinking. Their political structure began in 2006 when the Hamas party took over the Gaza Strip and they have caused tensions with Israel and took until 2014 to combine with the West Bank to have one one established Palestinian government. Hamas is more violent and has been causing more problems for Palestine as their main political party doesn't see eye to eye with them. Like I said, on and off wars have occurred since then and it's been affecting Palestine's development and economic growth. Crystal, can you do the same for Ecuador and explain how everything is leading to what's going on there right now? Yes. So Ecuador became a nation in 1830 when they they withdrew from the Colombian Federation. They then received recognition from the United States in 1832 as a separate state. The economic history of Ecuador was impacted by two important events. That was the discovery of oil in the late 1960s and the decision to finally dollarize the economy in 2000. Ecuador's economy had also begun to flourish due to the exports of the cocoa bean. However, the Great Depression had taken a massive toll on Ecuador's economy, which led to political instability and quick succession of presidents as well. Although Ecuador's economy prospered in the 1970s due to oil, its oil prices had fallen dramatically, and Ecuador had faced a recession, high inflation rates, and high unemployment rates as well. Unfortunately, Ecuador is still facing these problems as well as poverty, especially among the indigenous communities who are twice as likely to live in poverty as the rest of the country. Gio, can you give us any ideas on how to fix what is going on in Senegal and help their development? Well, 
I find that a great question, as Senegal is actually doing a lot to improve their development and is actually on a good track to helping its population by attempting to lower the unemployment problem in the country, by also adding infrastructure in attempts to make the country money, and by obtaining youth influence through the spark of the younger generation, which looks to rise and lead Senegal to a bright future. However, I think it will be important to elect a competent and true leader who will add to the benefit of Senegal and not begin to decline. Current President Macky Sall was included in the rewriting of the Senegalese constitution in 2016 and has served the maximum two terms after this current term and he would like to run again, which would be unconstitutional. Other candidate, Usmane Sanko, who is very popular with the young generation, is on trial for stealing millions of dollars from the government and he is also fighting a rape case from 2021. Having many strong supporters, they marched with him as he attended court and led to the deaths of 13 people. It is unclear who has the best motives for the country, though. I believe both of their situations need to be cleaned up before attempting to run for office. Madison, what are some ideas you have to fix what is going on in Lebanon and help their development? Many of Lebanon's issues stem from places of corruption within its leaders that result in distrust between its citizens and government. As mentioned previously, riots throughout the country took place because of a system that was failing its people. With that being said, I don't believe that any progress can be made without a president being elected by the people as opposed to one being appointed by corrupt officials. I believe that what many of the nations previously mentioned are doing and possibly cutting ties is the right thing as it will motivate Lebanon to work towards putting someone in charge. If they're able to do that, I believe financial aid from the United States will be most beneficial as the country moves towards dollarization with the Lebanese pound failing. Fixing their currency is their most pressing economic issue and by doing so should help ease the incredibly high inflation and in turn lower the poverty rate the majority of the country is currently in. Carmelo, what are your ideas on fixing what is going on in Palestine and what do you think can help their development? I think seeking foreign aid and investment is needed for them. What's going on with Israel is something I really cannot fix and comment on how to fix, other than saying I think peace between the two and the Middle East would certainly help. But investment into areas like infrastructure, education, healthcare would help development growth and help them regain ground on that as the COVID-19 pandemic really took a toll on their development and economic growth. And this will help boost their economy as well as people will have access to work. They can go to school and become more skilled in the workforce. For healthcare, I th- it'll be important to help their overall well-being and help boost production as the workers will be more efficient. It will help aid women working and have access to healthcare and education. For children, they can have access to schooling and build a future since tw- 32% of kids at the age of 15 drop out. As their parents have more access to work and make money, children can stay in school and build a future. I think also investing into ports in Palestine, especially at the Gaza Strip, will help them have access to the Mediterranean easier and trade easier. All these things and their political parties uniting and working together, I think, can boost their development and fix what's going on right now over there. Crystal, can you give us any of your ideas or how to fix uh, what's going on in Ecuador and help their development? Yes. So I think promoting economic diversification would be the best way to help Ecuador's development. Because Ecuador is very much reliant on its oil exports, their decline in oil revenues highlighted their weakness in promoting diversification for the economy. Instead of being reliant on only oil, I think Ecuador should start to promote other exports such as tourism, agriculture, and manufacturing. 
For example, tourism could really benefit Ecuador's overall economy since tourism is Ecuador's fourth largest non-petroleum export and its largest service export. I also think that Ecuador should address the inequality issues at hand. Ecuador has one of the highest levels of inequality in Latin America, so addressing these issues could really benefit Ecuador's development. For example, giving indigenous communities more government recognition could really help overall development, considering that they face more poverty than the rest of the country. Anyone else have anything else to add? I think we covered a lot. We learned a lot on what's going on from different countries. Yes, we did, and I think it's a good eye-opener and gives good insight to more of what's going on around us. Yeah, and it gives attention and awareness to these developing countries and what developed countries can do to help. That'll be it for today. Thank you, everyone, for giving insight to their countries, and thank you, listeners, for listening to Stack EconBets. I hope you enjoyed our discussion on the developing nations we are studying. Tune in to the other episodes on this channel. Bye, everyone. Bye. It's showtime.